Hey, hey, hey! Welcome all you Courageous Cause Champions! It's Lainey Friedrich. You're listening to the Couch to 5A podcast and on the Facebook Live. Hey, it is episode 85 and this is day 61 of the Change the World in 80 Days Challenge. And today I'm going to talk about being receptive takes effort. Oh boy, who would have thought that being, just being, just being, this is what Leah wanted me to practice about the feminine energy, which is receptive energy. And not that like man, it's not about male, female, it's really about feminine, masculine, and maybe even just get rid of those words. It's about the um, one being the initiating and one being the receptivity of what is being initiated. And um, so if you don't want to put like gender-ish labels on that, um, you don't have to. It's just the difference between, like I said, one is this active um, coming up with like, um, what does she call it? One is um, doing, solving, fixing. Like, as you can tell, like my hand is like moving forward. You can feel that forward motion. You can feel that. And then the other is just sort of sitting with it, feeling, experiencing, being. It's, um, it's in, it stays in place. You can just sort of feel that you kind of set back. You kind of lean back on your, you know, um, in your chair or um, whatever. So you just kind of stay, it's more of a within, whereas the other is like sort of pushing out. Like you take what you have, these ideas or whatever, actions, and you like move forward. There's motion. And then the other is where that motion comes into. So um, it's interesting in dating. I used to think of it as like, or I still think of it as like, you know, um, one person being the strong place to land, like um, the strong um, initiator, and then the other person being a soft place to land, which is like when the initiator just needs to feel like they're um, being nurtured, and the nurturer needs to feel like they're being um, protected so and provided for. So I know that's so... All of you are probably grimacing. You're like, and the feminists are like, it doesn't have to be male or female. This is just the dynamic, even even within friendships of this. And it can be back and forth. It could be like sometimes you're one, sometimes you're other. It's really just the dynamic of who's who's taking in, who's listening. Because if both people are trying to output, 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 then it never really gets validated and people don't feel validated and supported uh, either person if the other person isn't receptive to um, what they're putting out. In it, <laughs> are you taking in what I'm putting out? <laughs> are you, what's that saying? Are you what I'm putting down? Something like that. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? <laughs> Anyhow, you get the idea. And it's been really taking effort and intention and attention for me to step back and just be, um, I guess, responsive to someone else instead of me wanting to like initiate and um, inject uh, like my doingness, like, oh, this is what I'm doing. And Leah's like, no, talk about how you're feeling. <laughs> I'm like, but I'm always doing this stuff. And she's like, well, you know, once in a while you would need to step back and 
think about how you're feeling. And Abraham Hicks always says to think about how you're feeling and that better feeling thought, better feeling actions. We've talked about this in the last couple of uh, episodes. And uh, so it's really, for me, it's just a shift of where I place my attention and awareness is on my reactions to things, which has been just so, it's been so interesting. And uh, I think it's just, we live in a culture here, and especially in the dating world, maybe, maybe it's not just in the dating world, but where there's a lot of confusion about all that because um, nobody's really, everybody's kind of, seems like everybody's kind of fighting for their own attention. Maybe not. Maybe it's just my experience. Um, so that's been the um, breakthroughs in dating and dating dynamics of just being more aware of how I'm feeling about what the other person is initiating and talking about that and sharing that. And it's, it's been, it's getting easier and easier. Um, it's still, I still tend to fall back. I have to do it very intentionally because Alpha Girl wants to just talk about what she's accomplished for the day. Like if, like if someone says, hey, what are you up to? Or how was your day? And then I would rattle off a list of like all the stuff I accomplished. Oh, I did this, I did this, I did this. Whereas Leah's like, no, you want to talk about how you're feeling. Like last night, um, this guy was like, hey, how was your, what are you up to? What you doing? And I said, oh, I feel it's so fun. I'm laughing because I'm looking through old photos, getting them ready for making scrapbooks. And it was that, um, so it's like this action step, which is making scrapbooks. But then it was like laughing and remembering memories. And that's just sort of a beingness as opposed to a doing. Because in the past, I would have just said, oh, I'm going through photos, getting them ready for the scrapbook. And that's very matter of fact, and that's very um, masculine energy. Just saying, let's not call it masculine. Let's call it initiating, initiating energy. So, someone's if I'm initiating, if I'm initiating them this mode, this is me just kind of analyzing it. And this person wants to find out how I'm doing, and what I'm up to. And if I'm initiating, he's going to be like, well. She doesn't really want me to initiate anything because she's already got initiating going on. And I, that's what I think. That's how kind of how I feel the dynamics are. And so when I set back into this, um, you know, I'm just feeling relaxed. And, and then they're like, then they can initiate things and they know that there's like, I hate to say it, fertile ground. There's like receptive ground. There's soft space there that is uh, open and uh, willing to Inter interested in receiving what they're going to talk about. And then they, blah, 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 which is nice. I mean, somebody wants to feel supported. I mean, there's a balance between being a listener and a talker. You don't want anybody that's just a talker all the time and never listens to what you're up to. Um, anyway, so that's the, oh, I got a little stuffy nose here. I don't know what that's all about. Today is the first day of spring, by the way. Sunny, sunny, sunny out there. Let me see what the temperature is. I think it's still only in the 30s. <sighs> Weather, 41. It's going to get up to 47 today with some rain. Um, 
so my point today was just going to be like, it does, if you're used to, I mean, some people are just receptive naturally. Like they're the Velcro of the universe. And they're, but for me, it's really been a shift. And some people are probably like, well, you're not being true to yourself. I, I feel like I am because I really do um, want to reconnect, at least for right now, with that side of me that I have um, not acknowledged because it wasn't, growing up, it wasn't validated, which is this just softer being. I was only validated growing up for action steps. <laughs> Got to do this, do that, do that. I couldn't just be and have someone want to support that. So I want to feel that. I want to feel that for, at least for the, the time being, um, to feel supported. And the way that I support them, meaning the, the guys I'm talking to and dating, the way I support them is I be receptive. Uh, or, and not, not to everything, like if they're, they're wigging me out, they're creepy, they're making me uncomfortable, I'm not receptive to that. There is definitely um, distinction in what you're receptive of. Now, I'll tell people like, hey, I don't feel comfortable with that. Or if they get, like on the online sites, if they get, um, if they start talking to me like I'm a porn person, then I just uh, block them. So I'm like, disrespectful, block. Because um, it's not going to get any better. Anybody who starts there, it's never going to, there's no way I'm fixing that. So I'm not even going to try. Anyway, what was I talking about? Um, yeah, so this receptive receptiveness does not mean that you're a wallflower. It means that you courageously speak up and say how you're feeling. And if you're feeling really good, you share that really good feeling, express that. And if something happens that makes you feel bad, you express that too. And if, if the other person is the one that's causing it, like something they said or whatever um, is painful to you, and you, um, and you know that they generally um, are not someone who's causing you pain, um, but something pops up that causes you pain, and you communicate that, then, it's, then you just kind of watch and see, like, are they going to adjust? Because they shouldn't want to cause you pain. Um, and I'm not talking about pain like physical pain, because I got a zero tolerance for that, less than zero tolerance for that. Um, I'm just talking about, like, if something, or, or for example, like if I'm, if something in my circumstance is causing me pain, like last week when I had cramps, I mean, these guys would say, oh, how you doing? I'm like, oh, ugh, I got cramps. Um, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And like, that's like, they're, I'm not asking them to fix that problem. I'm just asking them to, you know, I guess, understand that that's where I'm at and I'm in a, you know, don't don't think that I'm going to be able to like give you all my supportive attention today because I got enough stuff going on already with the body, the body cycle. Um, so I don't know if that helps. I don't know the point that I'm trying to make to people unless it's just if you want to start being aware of those dynamics. Um, the other dynamic is that's really important for me uh, that I've seen in dating is giving or, or a take mode 
uh, versus a giving mode from the men who are initiating things. So they, they can fall into two camps quickly, quickly, quickly. Is one, there are, um, hold on a second, I gotta take this fleece off just a second. It's gonna go, you're not gonna hear anything for a minute. Okay, now I'm back. I had to take that fleece off because now I'm in my sports bra. Much better. It's warm in here now. My metabolism must be starting to get into spring since it's the first day of spring and I'm getting back into my pouch to 10K plan here. Woohoo! Um, what was I saying? So, hold on, let me get the camera lower. It looks kind of weird. There we go. See my abs? <laughs> um. What was I going to say? Oh, so these men, so men generally fall into two categories um, of what they're initiating. Okay, so the first initiating is people who are um, initiating because they want to take. They're in take mode. They're like, give me whatever. Give me what I want from you, woman. And literally, that's the, that's the vibe that comes across because they're talking about what they want from me to get their needs met. So they won't, they're in take mode. It's, it's initiating, but what it's initiating is a grab, so to speak, um, literally and figuratively. And then there are those who are giving. So they're like, this is what I have, who I am, this is what I create, this is what I offer. I'd like to share that with you. I'd like to give some of that to you. Like they want to take me to dinner and they, you know, want to please me and um, physically and otherwise. Like they're, they're very giving as opposed to those who want to take their own pleasure and their own, like they don't want to be bothered with providing anything. They're like, come on over, baby, and have a drink. And I'm like, block. Because again, they're, if they start off that way in take mode, it's it's not going to get any better there. That's just where they're at. I'm not I I'm not here to teach them that giving is really men giving from their abundance um, should feel better. That's what the men tell me that know that know that and experience that. Um, but I'm not here to teach anybody else other than just kind of getting away from the ones that I consider um, are grab grabbing. For their own self-benefit without caring about um, the other person so that's like I'll give you an another good example like 25 year olds okay <laughs> I get I get emails from these 25 year olds hey you like younger men I'm like yes I do I like kind men of any age um, and they're all like I know exactly what they want they want someone to teach them all about sex and uh, and have, you know, because they know, they, 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 they've heard the stereotype about the cougar women, which are like in their 40s, that are sexually confident and sexually um, energetic. And uh, it's all true, by the way. And, and they want to take that. They want to take from that. Um, they're not, so, uh, rare, rare few of them, actually are generous and want to give into that and they have a lot to offer 
um, in pleasing a woman. And so th that's the difference, but they're, they're kind of rare. It's like that bell curve, there's a lot, a few of them that are generous at that age, like 20s, 30s, and then there are a lot in the middle that are, um, you know, 20, the, this, let's say, say 25 year olds, like a lot in the middle of 25 year olds who are reaching out to me who just want, um, just want sex and want to try different stuff. And then they think that you're a porn star and you'll do anything and everything just because you're, um, this is another interesting dynamic, just because you're sexually um, energetic and into having sex, they think you're into everything, all this shit that they see, excuse my language, all this crap that they see in the porn, which is so degrading to women, and that's not the case at all. Like, that's their distorted fantasy, and that's the distortion that the porn industry um, perpetuates with the majority of what's out there. There are a few things that are more erotic and inspiring, um, but the vast majority of it is... Um, degrading to women, devaluing to women. Um, so uh, anyway, I got off on that tangent. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else about being receptive? Oh, 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 oh. So here's a big update I wanna share with you. So Kathy Reynolds, who's coaching me on the marketing stuff, had me go through this exercise. Oh, that's not what I wanted to look at. There it is. She had me go through this exercise where I'm starting to research like who I want to serve, who, what struggle do I want? She asked the question, okay, what struggle do I in my business want to solve? And I was thinking about that over the last day, you know, all day yesterday, started in the morning and trying, you know, going through this process about who do I want to serve? Like what, what do I want to do? And I'm like, supporters of causes, volunteers, veganism, you know, excuse me, political stuff, whatever. And I kept coming back, kept coming back to um, women's healthcare rights, especially, because so much of that is under attack right now. And especially because on Monday, um, when I was, when I went to the bar night and um, my U.S. House representative was there, he was talking about how, like, the representatives from these conservative, these conservative representatives, like, they're, they're on a mission to create this um, this fallacy about abortion and whatever. They, they never talk about sperm responsibility, which is something that I feel very strongly about, um, is hugely lacking in our culture. Um, and something that I would like to do something about and actually create that sperm responsibility in our culture. and. Uh, and I thought, okay, well, what about if the struggle I want to solve, I wrote, people feeling angry, angst, frustrated, confused, overwhelmed, helpless, when they read the latest news from like Planned Parenthood and others about women's healthcare and the attacks on women's healthcare and the limitations that are being placed on women's healthcare. Um, and then Kathy asked the second question is, who do I want to serve? And for me, and she, you know, Kathy may hone in on this tighter, but I'm like, people who want to take effective action steps to improve women's access to healthcare, maybe they just don't know what those first steps are. So my, so then she has me, as you come up with sort of this quote that says, 
My course will teach you effective action steps to improve women's access to healthcare without being angry, upset, frustrated, confused, overwhelmed, or criticized. And I can deliver on that, absolutely. Um, and so she says, what's the measurable solution I will solve? And I say that I can make people feel better within minutes, no matter how upsetting the news you read, and have an effective action step to take, or maybe and um, create, like, and determine an affection, something. I'll think of a different word that's better. Um, but that's the point. Like, I can do that. I can so do that using the levels, using the um, self-care assessment, using the healing codes, using the feeling better thoughts. So it's really about, it's not just about shifting the thoughts because the thoughts are what, um, when you shift your thoughts from I am upset about them, you know, having bills that um, make it a crime for abortions at six weeks. Now, I am just, I mean, just so you know, I am not a fan of abortion. I am a fan of sperm responsibility. But until that time that we get full sperm responsibility, um, this is what's going to happen out there. So it's a big picture. In the meantime, um, I want women to have access to the health care that they, that they want. Um, and if that's what it means, uh, that's what it means. Because it's just complicated. It's a complicated question. Do I want embryos to be terminated? No, I don't. Um, I would rather, I'm an ounce of prevention girl when it comes to pretty much everything. So um, anyway, it's complicated. I'm not going to tell somebody to have a baby that they don't want to have a baby. Um, so, yeah, on that note. So the more that I can get people involved in the prevention side, but again, if, if all I stay focused is, is this um, six weeks, because um, it's about the time people even find out that they're pregnant is six weeks in. Um, so I'd rather push for this prevention stuff instead um, because if all I focus on is you know stop doing those bills stop doing those bills oh it's a little bit of both like you got to do a little bit of it's the garden okay I'm gonna come back to this garden analogy like in this garden there are these weeds in other states right now and a lot a bunch of weeds that want to um, it's about control and about um, Oh, what were the words I was looking for? I wrote it down. Um, I'll, I'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, but it's about control. Like, who's in control here of the woman's body? And some people would probably say, well, she gave up control when she got pregnant and didn't want to get pregnant. Well, that's a very simple, naive response to what is a very complex situation of human sexuality and our culture and the men being very, very unwilling to take sperm responsibility. Um, and I'm just going to leave it at that because the birth starts with sperm responsibility. Um, and so prevention of unwanted pregnancy starts and ends with sperm responsibility. And then these other things like abortions, like late-term abortions or whatever, have to, a lot to do with the health of the baby that may, it may not be a viable baby, and it's also about the health of the woman. So anyway, that's a, 
it's a health decision. Um, and part of that health is preventing the unwanted pregnancies, but that really is driven by sperm responsibility. So that's going to that might be my mantra for 2019. Sperm responsibility. Swallow. <laughs> anyway, that's a whole nother topic. Won't get on that. Um, what was I talking about? I got distracted by that. So this is so this um, might be what I'm uh, focusing on. Kathy's probably going to push back and say, "Well, you really want to sell to people that are already doing something." And I'm going to say they're already following like a page, like they're following, they're a supporter of the thing, um, like the concept, and they just because I thought about it, and she said, "Oh, it's easier to." sell to somebody who's already doing, and for me it would be like, oh, if you're already volunteering with Planned Parenthood, well, first of all, that's hardly anybody at all, like less than 1% of 1% probably, so that's not that many people, um, but if they're already in support of it, if they're already supporters of women's health care rights, um, um, then the, to me, they're already, they're already down that path. Um, she may disagree. She she's more like if they've already taken an action step. Um, so I don't know, but that that was the reason for me setting up this whole business is to get people off the couch, right? The people who haven't taken an action step and teach them the action step, and that is the big thing. Time and the action step are the two limiting factors with people not getting involved with causes that are important to them. So if I teach them the um, time, how to create more time. And energy and then what the action steps can be um, that's where I feel like they'll I'll move them and that's that's the whole reason I wanted to do this um, not to take like someone who's vegan and uh, already vegan and make them a better vegan or something it's the people who aren't vegan yet to make them you know first steps what, what are the first steps make it fun and effective um, and so I have to stick with that I have to stick with this is this is the role that I want to fill, um, and I'll talk to Kathy about like how to make that most effective. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's that'll be oh, you'll be hearing that update over the course of the next few days. Because uh, actually, I have a meeting with her this afternoon, so we'll really kick things off. Um, I think that's it. Just being receptive. Oh, just being receptive generally to anyone. Like people you don't, oh, I, will, I am going to come back to these books. So one of the things Kathy had me do is research um, Facebook posts in about this topic of women's health care rights and books uh, that are online about women's health care rights and read the reviews, read the positive reviews. And then she wanted to find some books that had that were reviewed poorly and there just weren't any like everybody got a really high there weren't that many books um, so I took the I just took the negative reviews of the same books and 